Welcome to Realcast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. Um, I'm joined by Dan Innes for our MIPIM roundup. Um, and I don't know about you, Dan, but I mean, my take on MIPIM was that it was positive in terms of the sector. Everyone was really pleased to see one another, but that certainly some of the exuberance of previous MIPIMs um, was definitely dampened by the global political crisis created by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And certainly everyone I met from Poland and the wider CE region, um, this was a fundamental topic. And we sort of learned firsthand of some of the support being offered by the real estate sector to help alleviate the refugee crisis. But one thing I've felt came through very clearly was the support for the region. And certainly we've added a a number of international speakers to the programme at the CE Summit in Warsaw on the 28th of April, who were very clear that they wanted to join us in Warsaw in person. Interesting also to see a focus on Egypt. Um, And I had a number of conversations where both Northern and sort of Sub-Saharan Africa were mentioned, um, which is kind of the first time in in many years at Nipin. Um, what, What were the summer kind of takes that you had, Dan? Yeah, I mean, similar sentiments um, to your opening remarks there. You know, fantastic event. Over 22,000 delegates registered. Chief Exec Ronan Vaspart was telling me uh, with a huge smile on his face. I mean, I think it exceeded many, many people's expectations. Um, You know, that blustery weather kept people a little bit more indoors inside the Palais, which suited those who were exhibiting really well. It really proved that the industry, the sector, is really back with a bit of a spring in its step. Um, you know, you mentioned about some of those extraordinary initiatives, you know, undertaken by some of the country pavilions, you know, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, you know, those giga projects and sort of innovative urban resort developments, you know, from the people like Sodic, Mountain View, LMD in Egypt, or Ajdan, Retail and Drea Gate Development Authority in Saudi. You know, there's a real feeling that those are the regions where, where development and construction is going to be focused for the next few years. Like you said, you know, there was a particular particularly moving moment uh, on the Wednesday when the Ukraine stand had speakers talking firsthand about their own experiences and there were all the names of the companies and the people who w- would have been attending MIPIM uh, there on the on, on, on the side on the stand you know and it really put everything into perspective but um, as you said it's great to see the real estate sector you know reaching out and, and helping wherever it can you know regarding the UK markets um, there were some impressive mini pavilions from many UK cities you know not just the UK pavilion itself but places like Newcastle, Bristol and Bath, Liverpool and it was really good to see Britain's new housing minister, Stuart Andrew, also doing the rounds, you know, promoting some brownfield development sites and planning changes. So that was very positive. There was also the issue of climate finance. Um, that was a bit of a new phrase I hadn't heard um, until now along the Crozette. Poignantly, the Egypt Pavilion back in the frame there, because, of course, you know, COP27 is, is in Sharm el-Sheikh this November. And there were speakers on their stand, including Lisette Van Dorn of ULI Europe, Guy Granger of JLL. You know, many sessions around the Palais spoke about sustainability, ESG, the tools that the sector can use to accelerate the fight against climate change. Bill Hughes of LNG, he tweeted that ESG had been more visible than ever at MIPIM. You know, he said the contribution to society from the built environment should be measured on a standardised basis and investors should be held accountable. Maybe the new happiness index that was also launched at MIPIM by a consortium, including Callison RTKL, that could be one such benchmark. Who knows? There are a plethora of of announcements, as you'd you'd expect at at MIPIM. One such deal which completed and announced that MIPIM was Eurofund Group and Henderson Park's acquisition of Silverburn Shopping Centre in Glasgow. 
that 100,000 square meter shopping center for 140 million pounds from Hammerson and Canadian Pension Plan. That triggered a whole load of conversations about retail. We heard Nuveen were launching the sale of one of Germany's largest shopping centers, uh, the Pet Shopping Center in Munich's Neuerplach, and that's for around 500 million euros. And EG reported that you know, two of the UK's best-known flexible office space um, companies agreed terms for a merger, and that's TOG, or the Office Group, and Fora, to create what they'll think of as the, the premier flexible workspace company in the UK and Europe. Um, together, those two companies have about 72 locations uh, across London, Cambridge, Oxford, Reading, Bristol, Leeds, Berlin, Frankfurt, Hamburg. You know, it's still not the four million square meters that WeWork has under management, but uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, well, you know, definitely want to watch uh, for, for the UK and Europe. And lastly, you know, just to keep us all on our toes when it comes to bricks and mortar versus the, the new world of the metaverse. Our dear friend, Mark Zuckerberg, he was speaking in this same week about the changes facing his firm um, to help break down the barriers of the physical world. Um, and we are, of course, talking about augmented reality and the impact of the physical world. But I mean, CoStar reported that, you know, augmented reality is still a few years off in trying to cram as much tech as possible into a pair of goggles. But if Zuckerberg's predictions are correct. Analysts have said that, you know, the ability for people to work virtually and not just on screens like we are now, but virtually, you know, whilst being physically far apart could have implications for office space demand, of course, or the need for mass transit solutions. Interesting that around the metaverse, and that's something that we're doing with realx.global platform. I think there's a number of people exploring what actually is going to be possible moving forward. Certainly in our event space, uh, Club MIPIM had a full program there. And I guess some of the key takeaways were that ESG and impact were a key part of every kind of discussion. But I guess the key takeaways were, you know, the S in ESG, G will become ever more important and the challenge for real estate will be how to meet these requirements and aims, especially as the ESG bar gets set higher. Senior housing and healthcare markets are set to become much more competitive post-COVID. And actually, this was also confirmed by a number of off-the-record conversations with investors that I had who were looking to or, or actively planning to enter the sector. The supply-demand gap is going to be a major driver in, in student housing. Um, clearly, lots of opportunities in that sector. We had a couple of sessions on logistics and industrial, also looking at a very resilient sector in general, particularly to some of these shocks. And that, if anything, the sort of shorter supply chains are going to inevitably lead to um, more logistics real estate being needed. I had a focus on Germany, very much looking at the safe haven status and that that would be something that Germany would maintain. And actually also in terms of the winning cities, discussion around that, that the cities have regained their momentum in a way post-COVID and those concerns about what might or might not happen to the key cities that actually the Londons, the Paris, the Frankfurts, um, those will all be actually just as important going forward, if not more so. I noticed a couple of uh, smaller things as well. Bumped into Kevin Turpin, who's just been promoted to head of capital markets CE at Collius. Also had some really interesting interviews, not least great to catch up with Ricky Licker, who's CEO now of Dias, who is saying that cash is king, but now data is God, as they're focusing on the power of data and where they feel that's going to be influencing the sector going forward. We'll come back some more detail on that, um, not least the things that we saw on uh, on social media, like Andy Watson in his tuk-tuk as the start of MIPIB. Thanks very much for joining us, Dan. Um, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the real asset markets. Thank you.